Welcome back. Uh, we are going to discuss uh, something that's happened earlier this month, which is the uh, European Union has voted to mandate easily uh, replaceable batteries in portable mm. devices, and that includes tablets and smartphones. And I have some thoughts on on that. Um, the uh, the first thing, and this isn't the first time the European Union has kind of done that. Um, we know that they mandated that USB-C has become the standard for charging devices, and so mm-hmm. Apple's had to acquiesce to that. Um, <clears throat> but I do have some questions. Uh, the uh, the the whole like legislation behind this, if you want to read it, it's like 130 pages, which I did not read because that's a lot of reading. Um, what do you get? Like just a summary then, or I'm not going to give you a summary. I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, I meant like, did you read one? I assume you just said you didn't read the whole thing. I didn't know. I I just, I read an article from a PC mag on it. Okay. And so I don't have a ton of, of detail on it. It's, but the, the basis of it is, is is, is by 2027, uh, uh, phone manufacturers, are going to have to have um, easily uh, replaceable batteries as in user-friendly. Um, so use, easily, uh, uh, if there's a, here, if I can bring up the article. Maybe. <clears throat> of course, I've already uh, got rid of the article. <clears throat> yeah, I have a lot of questions myself i'm interested to hear the the specifics on that yeah i don't have the 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 full specifics of it um what does it mean to have a easy replaceable battery that's an interesting question um so in the in the article here it says uh, just for portable batteries and they put that in quotations used in devices such as smartphones tablets and cameras Consumers must be able to easily remove and replace them. Hmm. That's also in quotes, easily remove and replace them. wonder if the sentiment behind, I mean, are we going to go back to being able just to snap them back, take off the bat? I mean, water resistance is, is quoted as the, as the reason for us. So, and I, and I actually thought about that and I can debunk that right now. Hmm. So, uh, Samsung has a phone right now, um, and uh, I was looking at that too. Um, something six pro. Let's see if I can bring that up. And it's a Galaxy phone. The X Cover Six Pro is what it's called. I've it's, heard of it's it. It's like so the. It's it's a six hundred dollar. I believe it's uh, five ninety nine is the MSRP on it. So mm-hmm. it's it's marketed as Samsung's like rugged phone. So mm-hmm. it's got a LCD screen. It's got one hundred twenty hertz re- refresh rate on it. Um, does not have a flagship processor, um, but it does have a <clears throat> removable battery and it is IP sixty eight uh, rated wow. for water resistance. So That's nothing to. Cough at. So, 
you can indeed have water resistance, a water resistant phone um, that does have a removable battery. So Samsung's doing it. Uh, I, I, I watched a couple of rev reviews on the device itself that they weren't overwhelmingly positive. Uh, but that being said, it, it can happen. And I know that's been a big thing in the past is that, you know, manufacturers have decided to go against, um, you, you know, against the removable battery in lieu of a solid state battery. Um, so we can have water resistant phones. Um, and so that just isn't true. Hmm. But I, I do have thoughts. Um, so my my first thought is um, is two part. First is is this government overreach? Um. So Nothing you and I are, are podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 you and I are you know politically like probably ninety percent alike. Ten percent we disagree especially, on things, especially when it comes to that topic, government overreach. <laughs> So we definitely align when it comes to government overreach. And so I am a big proponent of the market should dictate, um, you know, these types of things, right. not a, a body, you know, should be dictating a body with an agenda should be mm -hmm. dictating these kind of things. Now, now that sounds kind of anti-consumer of me. Um, because I miss the days of being able to pop a battery off my phone and and doing a hard reset and putting the battery back in. Yeah. Um, and and you know in, in every device too, you and I know that that lithium ion batteries when used daily um have a shelf life of two to three years. We know that. And so if you have a device that that has um, you know, a five-year lifespan, supposedly, you know, like a Samsung device, for example, right? So, mm -hmm. like, my Galaxy S23 has five years of security updates. Mm -hmm. um, but if I use it every single day, the battery is going to be obsolete within three years, right? Right. And so it'd be nice to be able to to, to take pop that battery, pop, pop it out, put a brand new battery in, and I'm good for another couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, when I when my initial gut reaction to this, to this uh, thing that the EU is doing is, is that my, my first gut instinct is, is uh, the market should dictate this, not, not a government entity should dictate this. Um, this is similar to my feelings about electric cars. Um, and I'm not against electric cars at all. So, I, I understand the argument for electric cars and, you know, we want to emit, you know, less, you know, less pollutants, you know, and, you know, the environmental impact and, and whatnot. So I'm not against, um, a electric car market. What I have a problem is, is right now is, is we have a, we have government entities that are forcing the electric car market upon us. And so you and I live in Washington state, and Governor Inslee signed into legislation recently um, uh, some legislation that is going to prevent people from buying uh, gas-powered cars after 2030, I believe. So mm -hmm. if you want to buy a brand new car uh, in 2030 in Washington State, it has to be an electric car 
and by the way, you can't go around it and, and go to Oregon and buy a gas power car and then have it registered in the state in 2030. It has to, you won't be able to register it. Um, and so California is doing something similar and I believe their target dates 2035, hmm. but the, the the problem with with the government forcing the market on it, uh, forcing this market is is There's first it, it artif- well <laughs> <laughs> well it artificially inflates this market right, which is already a, a bad thing right. It, it you want the market to to operate organically, not not artificially. That's that's the first thing. The second thing is is um, the United States in no way can handle right now the infrastructure needed for everyone who has a car right now to have a electric car that you have to charge. Right. Um, The infrastructure is, is, is not there. Um, We're talking about power stations are not adequate. Um, There's not enough of them on top of that. You know, you have places like California that has rolling blackouts. You look at Texas and their power grid, you know, like they, like the we have power problems now. There are problems right now where where people can't get power. Um and if we're if everybody's gonna be charging electric vehicles and electric vehicle batteries, um that's gonna put an additional massive drain on a on a infrastructure that just can't handle that. Mm-hmm. Um <clears throat> so um now, if there was a plan in place to to get everything up to snuff where we can convert to electric vehicles, that'd be one thing. But but we don't have that. Instead, the government is is forcing this market upon us, um, which is which I think is going to be a problem. Uh, and so when when I see the same thing, when I see this, uh, you know, the European Union is is saying, well, you know, we want you know people to be able to easily access and, and remove batteries. I get that. I understand that. I want that too. Um, but I don't think it's their place to force that. I'm always all for voting with money. Right. And I think it's more important for, for companies to, um, to innovate and, and, and for someone to be brave enough to offer a product that can be, you know, flagship level, but offer features that we used to have that we miss, you know, things like uh, re- easily removable battery. Um, this is a big reason why I'm a big fan of companies like Framework. Um, have you heard of them at all? Hmm. Uh, no. So, f- go ahead. So, Framework is a company that builds laptops, but they're okay. modular. Hmm. And so, um, you can buy a Framework laptop. Uh, and you can configure it how you want with whatever kind of, you know, I.O. that you want. So if you want four USB-Cs on it, you can put four USB-C or four Thunderbolt, you know, nice. ports on it. You could have three Thunderbolts and a HDMI if you wanted. Um, but more than that, you can change out the screen if you want to. So you can get a full HD 1080p screen today. And two years from now, say, you know what? I really want a 4K screen, so you can just buy a 4K screen for it. Hmm. Um, the other thing that you can do too is, is you can buy the latest, um, you know, i7 processor with the motherboard for it today. And two years from now, say, you know what? 
I kind of want to switch to AMD Ryzen because it does video processing better and I can game on it. So two years from now, you can just buy an AMD Ryzen 7 board for it's it. Like a, like a desktop laptop. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but but it gives you that option and, and, you know, no one else is giving you that, right? So if you, you know, you could go and you could buy a Dell XPS today and you're stuck with those specifications for as long as you own that device. But with framework, you don't have to be stuck with that. You can... You can upgrade it again in two years, four years, five years, three years, and and continue that trend going, which I think is really cool. Um, and that's a company brave enough to go out and do that. Um, but when I see things like, um, you know, the government stepping in and saying, no, sorry, you can't do that. To me, it's as, as pro-consumer as replaceable batteries sound forcing the market in that direction I think is actually anti-consumer because it's anti-choice and it limits what other manufacturers can do and so in a lot of ways it might it might both create and limit innovation hmm. yeah to your point though I don't know anything about the framework but mm-hmm. uh I don't know if that makes it the best example or not. the The goal would be it uh, for your example it, that after that innovation happened, this uh, company like Framework would uh, would catch on, and that other people would start to the innovation would spread, and and people would choose it, and then uh, it would become more of a norm, right? Mm-hmm. And I, again, I don't know the specifics on Framework if that's happening or if it's going to happen or. Well, so well, the the hope is that that yeah, people will latch right. onto framework and and want to do that. Now, the thing is, is for you and I who like to tinker with things, um, this is really appealing for something for people like right. us because it's because it's it's a way to upgrade our stuff without having to buy brand new things every two or three years. Um, for other people who have no interest in upgrading anything, right? They just you know they're they're just in that buyer habit of replacing their laptop every two to four years. Um, it's not going to mean anything to them. Yeah. Um, but so, but the thing is 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 but my point here is is, um, you know USB C being a standard, right? So the so the European Union's like USB C is the standard. If you're going to make a smartphone, it has to have USB C. The problem with that mandate is. USB-C replaced something right, right that it's was going to kill the innovation, right? And right, I completely agree. And and a lot, there's a lot of problems with it too. You were talking about the problem with government inter- intervention instead of the the consumer. And I'll just mm-hmm. butt in here. I, I mentioned there's a lot of problems with it. Well, one of the problems is is what you're about to allude to here about to. So, you know, there was there you know, we've progressed to the USB-C and, you know, we can't imagine something better right now, but I, I mean, I'm sure some people can, but, but there is something better and there will be something better in the future and it kills innovation, innovation. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, not just that, but I think what this, I'm going to put the temple hat on here. I think what often happens is we get, we get, uh, I told you I was going to be like Joe Rogan before the uh, po- po- podcast. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm ready for the crazy. <laughs> Go ahead and spill so it. What happens <laughs> is we get government 
jumping in and it looks like they're trying to save us. Oh yeah, government's going to come in and do this and this and this, but you know, follow the money sometimes and, and the lobbyists and, you know, oftentimes you end up, you see that some of these great uh, ideas for government intervention are, are ran by, you know, a little bit shady, you know, mixed interests. And if they can take the control and do something like this, they can kind of move it into their favor. And so obviously, you know, on a direct, uh, if we look at the face value, probably not, probably not Apple pushing for this, um, I would imagine, since they're pushing against it. But, um, but what happens is, yeah, so, you know, I mean, who, who I'm, I'm just speculating and probably not Samsung or, or whatnot. I, I wouldn't say, you know, these Android companies are pushing for a C. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but, uh, but you are going to kill the innovation, you know, and you mm -hmm. are, and, and you can, it can be worse than that because like, for example, we're talking about, uh, what was the other example besides you know, batteries? We're talking about batteries. So, mm -hmm. so, you know, um, it may appear great on the surface for now, some of these things, but there could be more nefarious intentions that we don't recognize, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, uh, and you're right. It, it seems to stop uh, progression at times um, when you don't have that competition. Well, I'm, I'm certainly feeling that right now, right? Cause we can go back 20 years and if the, if, the, if a government entity decided that VGA was the only <laughs> video out that we yeah. could have right, right. imagine imagine in the, in, you know you know because you know you know, 20 years ago but let's, let's go back maybe 15 years you know where go you back had, to horses everyone has to drive you know a certain kind every, of horse every, you have every, to... <laughs> every, yeah automobiles are banned everyone has to ride horses and a particular um, kind of horse right it might be the right. best horse you know this horse might be the horse that's the most environmentally friendly and it might be the the, the best horse in the bunch, but if we're stuck on that horse and no other things are allowed, I mean, right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Right. I'm thinking like 15 years ago, if, uh, if the government was like, Nope, and we're, we're done with, with monitor companies putting VGA and DVI and HDMI on their monitors, we're just going to have one standard and it's just going to be VGA. Like no one's getting HD content anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so it's um yeah it's uh it's as soon as you start allowing the government to have these kind of this kind of power you know you give them an inch and they'll take your house yeah. you know so um and, and so you, you would think that based off of our our previous podcast that we'd be very probably for um right. you know replaceable batteries and that that still is the case. We are definitely for phone companies coming out with phones that have easily replaceable batteries, especially because it's the one thing in every phone that's guaranteed to fail at some point. Mm -hmm. um, we do we do like that. At the same time, I don't want to hinder a future technology um, because it depends on on a solid state battery, you know. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. We could keep beating this this horse, but um, do you have anything uh, anything else about that? Any other thoughts? No, well, that's the. Uh, I wish I had some better examples, but that's. I think we about summed it up. Mm -hmm. um, it's. Uh, we we could. Uh, you know. I, 
I think it would be interesting to to investigate some of this further to like I was saying, you know, see who's involved in in uh in getting this done. Um what what I kind of makes me wonder what's really pushing this? Is it is it really an an environmentally friendly kind of thing or who whose hands are involved is is what I'm interested to see. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um because certainly I would imagine that, you know, Samsung and Apple don't want, you know, legislation like this. Um, you know, and, and on the surface, it certainly looks like it's it's pro-consumer. Um, I, I just I just think any time that you eliminate choice, it, it becomes anti-consumer. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it's interesting. I, I wonder. um I wonder who's like, yeah, who's who's really sponsoring this bill, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but but maybe it is, um, maybe it is consumer driven and you know, right to repair advocates and whatnot that are really pushing this, even though this doesn't really have to do with anything with repair, right? This is, I would, I would, I would consider battery replacement maintenance over repair because you know it's going to fail, right? Just like in a in a car, you know. Um, you know, doing like an oil change or a, or replacing the the twelve volt battery in a car is considered maintenance. It's not mm-hmm. a repair. Um, but yeah, it is interesting. Um, I I I would be excited to see uh, phone manufacturers uh, bring easily replaceable batteries to the United States because again, this is just in Europe that this is happening. Hmm. Um, you know, so is, you know, Samsung this, app. One question I have is: Is this something that's going to be for every phone? You know, is that is that what the law is going to say that all phones have to follow this? Uh, so is it going to ban the, so, the sales of like how how so how overreaching is it? According to PC Mag, this is um. This this is pretty generic, uh, you know. Like I said, they quoted portable batteries, um, hmm. which would be used in, in devices such as smartphones, tablets. So if it's so if it's con- if it's in a device that's considered portable, yeah. So I would imagine laptops would be included. Now a lot of laptops already have uh, removable batteries, though that's becoming less and less the norm. Yeah. Um, but smartphones, tablets, cameras. Um, I would imagine that smartwatches would be included in that. That might be kind of challenging. I don't know the manufacturer challenging them. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it'd be fine. So, well, certainly it's, it's going to have, so companies are going to have to be more innovative with their design to be able to to meet this new criteria. Right. Um, which Which could be a good thing. But again, this could stifle any kind of technology, any future technology that requires us that legitimately would require a solid state battery it would stifle whatever the innovation is mm-hmm. which is i think a problem mm-hmm. but i don't i don't see this this legislation passing in the united states at all yeah a little different environment here yeah so the question so then the question becomes do manufacturers make two different model of these phones, right? Like in like a European right. version 
Right, so this is 2027, right? So is the Galaxy S27 um, going to have a European variant that has a removable battery and a they do have US the variant? Of phones that's international and that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. you say maybe. It's an interesting thought. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. So they, so maybe manufacturers are going to have European variants of devices that have removable phones or removable removable batteries um or maybe or maybe they just make one variant and and we in the united states will be the beneficiary are they going to ban the use of american devices (laughs) i mean however reaching this is going to be you know are we going to see a a surge in our economy that we're going to europeans buying american devices I I highly doubt that's the case because, you know, as 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 against the government, a government making this kind of decision, I'd almost would prefer to buy the European variants because it has a removable battery versus buying the U.S. Well, variant. as you said, it depends on what kind of. Yeah. I I don't know if that if that I don't think it would add a cost, but I I can't foresee all the different variables and what how that all the impacts that could have on the device. I, I don't know, but mm-hmm. I mean, on the face of it. Yeah. I would want a replaceable battery too. It sounds great. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, there's, but you there's know, gotta be reasons it's... why it, it's not that way. It, it, that would be the interesting, if anyone has a comment to, to make, should maybe, uh, you know, comment, should we do some investigation? Should our next one be, uh, our next podcast be, you know, searching into why, why is it that way? Because you debunked the the commonly, you know, stated reason that uh, water water resistance. Right? So what is great. the reason? Yeah. If it's not water resistant. That's an interesting question. Oh, we should... yeah. Well, so well, I I as far as why have a solid state battery or you know, yeah you know, a a I, I think that could be a battery. whole podcast in itself to. Well, yeah, I mean, so the water resistance they one I, I debunked, but I can think of other things, right? So, I, so if you have a if you have a battery that's non-removable, um, you know, that means you don't have to have a contraption that that holds the battery in place and connects it, and so the connection to the battery can be much more straight, uh, seamline and straightforward and thinner. Then you just don't well, know how to do it. <laughs> you, you, so so yes, you can also make that point with a lot of other manufacturers right. that they just well, don't know how, you know, that they're just not good with batteries. But but you can certainly make a device thinner, um, potentially with a solid state battery, hmm. um, right? Because you don't have to have, uh, like I said, like a locking mechanisms that that's going to hold the battery in place or that connection in place. Um, you know, and the other thing too is, is, um, you know, it's, you know, is it a good idea to be able to use adhesive to glue the battery to the, to the frame of the phone, um, as opposed to have it just kind of flopping around in there. Mm. Um, you know, so so I'm sure that there are some legit reasons why 
manufacturers would want to have um, a if there was if there wasn't a good reason to have a a glued in battery um, other than you know planned obsolescence, right? Which right. is <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which I don't know if you probably... get someone to confess that or not, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Be... Maybe <clears throat> it might be interesting. It's kind of making me want to go and interview some manufacturers and get to the bottom of it. <laughs> Well, it, you know, it's, you know, it, it's interesting how, you know, like your typical contract with the, with your carrier, right, is two years, right? It's a two-year contract. Um, now, uh, at least that's what it was, you know, five and 10 years ago, right, is, is you go to, you go to Verizon, you go to T-Mobile, you go to AT&T, um, you get yeah, your, it's, your it's smartphone subsidized. Verizon. So two okay. years, three years now. Okay, three years. Mm -hmm. So, however they want to spin it, it's it's you're in a two or a three year agreement with them. Um, whether that's actually called a contract or T-Mobile, you know, became right. the uncarrier because they don't have contracts. Instead, what they do is they finance a phone for two years <laughs> for you instead, and if you leave before the end of the two years. They charge you a full retail cost of the device, which kind of sounds like a two-year contract to me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so but but phone menu, so it, so the carriers have you know they, they 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 get you for two to three years. That just so happens to be the this the amount of time needed for your battery to fully you know deplete itself itself of usefulness, and so you're two to three years to. Two to three years Good into point. owning your device, right? You, yeah. And the battery sucks, and now you want to get a brand new device. You can't change the battery, right? So you have to go get yourself a new phone. You, now you're at, you know, you're no longer under contract. You just go, you know, re up the con. Yeah, there's convenient <laughs> follow the truth. <laughs> follow the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Why do phone manufacturers want glued in phones in their devices? Well, I think. That's probably it right there is that uh, they want you to buy a new phone every two to three years. Yeah. How do we get, how do we get someone to come on here from Samsung to just admit that? <laughs> or well, Apple, I guess or... it'd be the carriers uh, as well. There a lot of money going on there. Well, I mean, I mean, right. The, you know, carriers could go to, to phone, manufacturer, phone manufacturer and be like, Hey, look, you know, you scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. And, at the end right. of the day, I mean, I don't know who who pushes it the most. It might be the you know you know all the the main phone manufacturers, but but I'll I'll tell you that the carriers for sure they they uh they're actively you know and the having been in phone sales you know I no I'm not in commission but but I'm aware of and you and you did commission sales right so you 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 would uh. It would have benefited from this at one point. I don't know what the contract. I think they were what, how it was similar back then. And the contracts might have been different, but but the carriers, I, I would say, are probably pushing this kind of thing as well. So, 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 you know, it's interesting because I just you know said the carriers, but but really the carriers aren't making money on the phones. At least they weren't the back sales? when I was working for them. Yeah. Well, why, why would they be? Why, I mean, if you go into so, a so, carrier so, store, that's all they care about is phone sales. So, what do you mean they don't make money? Well, on so, it? so, so they don't. Well, what they're not making is money off the phone. They're making money off of the contract. 
They're making money oh, right. monthly off of the plan. Well, then and why so, would they want to get you into a new phone? Because they're con they want to get you into a new phone. Is it in the new contract? I guess. Is okay. Yeah, right. I guess they're that makes sense. right. They're looking to keep. Yeah, the longer <clears> they <throat> can keep you, the better. So, so Verizon can. So Verizon can get you to pay them monthly every month for the next three years. They'll subsidize a phone for you. Hmm. Right. Wouldn't they want? You to, wouldn't they want to get you into? A cheaper phone then though because then you know i don't know just kind of thinking about this uh, okay so i'll get you so this is you're gonna think probably less of me after i admit this to you <laughs> no i there's no so, way i could think less of you <laughs> <laughs> the bar is already that low that's perfect <laughs> keep going <laughs> So when when I worked for a carrier, and, and technically it wasn't the carrier themselves, it was an authorized retailer for a specific right. carrier, um, our commission was, was based off of the plant. So it was all based off of uh, gross profit. Um. And if you want to enhance the gross profit of your sale, um, the first thing that you'd want to do is get them get a customer into a smartphone because if they're into a smartphone, you have to add data to their plan. So this is going to kind of date me back, you know, a, a decade, a technically longer than a decade, where people were still kind of making the switch from flip phones to smartphones. Um, you know, if if you had a flip phone at the time, you didn't have you know, data. data on your plan, you had, you, you, you had minutes and you had texts <clears throat> and usually you'd have a limit on your minutes and then unlimited text messaging. Oh man. You're, I see some gray hairs just appearing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talk about this. yeah. So, um, and so if, if you got someone to switch over to a smartphone, now you're adding a data package at a minimum of 30 bucks per line. Um, and if you wanted to really maximize your gross profit, you would want to sell the least, um, subsidized phone that you had. And hmm. so for an example, um, if I sold an iPhone, um, I sold an iPhone at, uh, at base MSRP, which is what that carrier got that phone at. So huh. selling an iPhone would not increase my gross profit at all because I'm basically selling it at cost. Um, if I sold a case for that phone, that would increase the gross profit of that sale, but the iPhone itself would not. Um, if I sold a, um, a Samsung gem, uh, for anyone who remembers what a Samsung gem was, it was this tiny little piece of crap smartphone. Um, the, the gross profit would be way, way higher on that device. Um, because, um, the, the company would get like the subsidy was, would be, um, something like 300 bucks, but you're selling the phone for like 150 bucks or a hundred bucks. And so you're making an extra $200 of profit on that phone. And so your commission would just skyrocket hmm. if you were selling people the cheaper piece of crap 
smartphones versus the wow. versus the iPhone. And so our our plan was is whenever somebody came in um, and they came in asking for an iPhone, that was the last phone that we'd want to sell anybody because we didn't make any money off of it. So so instead we'd be attaching we we would try to get people who were thinking about getting into smartphones we would pivot this samsung gem phone as like the introduction smartphone it had it was an android phone you get all the benefits of an android phone and by the way you don't have to pay three hundred dollars for it i'll sell it to you for fifty dollars or a hundred dollars you're getting all the same features as a as a at the time, you know, as a as a regular like Android device. I've got all sorts of questions, but we're on thirty six minutes. Okay. Oh man. Stay tuned for stay tuned for part two. <laughs> right. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Well, for for anyone who has uh, stayed on this long, thank you for staying on this this long, and yeah. uh, we'll and catch you next. If there's, you know, I, we've got all sorts of part two ideas to this one. Uh, if you have a, one that you want to comment on, feel free to comment and see. We would love to explore something you guys are interested in. So, Yeah, and uh, I'm well beyond any kind of uh, NDA agreement or anything like that on that company. So <laughs> if you want, if anybody wants dirty little secrets, yeah. um, you know, feel free to ask. I don't mind spilling at this point. <laughs> so... Yeah. Anyway, uh, we will catch you next time and uh, insert catchphrase.